Hello, mighty people of the Most High Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word today straight out of the Word of God. Going to be talking about some big things today. So if you've got big dreams, big, big hopes, big desires, and you only have a little bit of means, this is the podcast for you today. Because I'm going to be talking about that, and I'm going to be talking about walking those things out in faith with God. And as we approach this upcoming season that's coming upon this earth that we have all known has been coming for a while, you've got to know that God is with the people. You've got to know that God is getting a people in position. And I hope, my hope, is that this testimony today will encourage your heart as you journey with me into something that's really exciting. And I'm going to be sharing little bits and pieces of this testimony as it develops because I'm at the beginning of the beginning here. And so as I do my podcast, you know, from time to time, I may give an update on the progress of this wonderful, amazing a new adventure and new project that God has brought into my life. And I'd like to thank every one of you for joining me and for journeying along and uh, following after this podcast and your support and your encouragement. I get so many people that will encourage me and, and reach out to me. And even if I haven't done a podcast in a while, they'll say, Heather, are you still doing your podcast? <laughs> well, I do unless I feel the Lord has dropped a word on my heart. So thank you for thank you for joining me today. You know, on the last podcast, I think those of you who tune in and those of you who know me, um, you knew I was believing for some big things, and there was something that God had brought into my life. Well, it's time for me to go ahead and share um, some of that more openly today. And you know, it's taken a lot of thought and prayer for me because. I want to be um, encouraging with this with this testimony. Um, there's no bragging here except on the Lord our God. So please understand that it is the boast is on the Lord. He is doing things in my situation in my life, and He's doing it in the lives of many of His people right now. Um, where He is changing and turning a lot of things around. Uh, we are called in this last hour, years ago, he put this on my heart, that in the last hour, that the lights would be fewer. Yes, they will. The lights will be fewer and further between, but the lights will be very bright indeed. In other words, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to fall off the wagon. They're going to say, this is too much for me. I didn't sign up for this. They were just in it for the goodies to begin with. And they're just going to fall off. It's just too much pressure to hang on to those old hokey Christian values. But then those of us who hang in there and really grab the bull by the horns, uh, he's going to bestow uh, that extra light, if you will, upon us. And uh, we're going to be those shining beacons, those lighthouses, if you will. I feel the Holy Ghost on that for a dying world. So hang in here with me and I'm going to get around to uh, what the Lord has put on my heart. And it's so amazing 
This is one of the most amazing things that's ever happened in my life, and I'm going to share it with you today. It's going to be one of the most amazing journeys I've ever been on in my life. I'm going to share it, uh, but before I share it, I'd like to pray, if you don't mind. I'm going to pray over you, and I'm going to pray over me. Father God, I ask you in Jesus' name that, Lord, as I am trying to be obedient to you to give this testimony, that you will put your your touch on my mouth and that you will open my mouth and that you will shut my mouth according to your will and purpose for every person listening today. Lord, I ask that you would move through me as a willing conduit today to speak to your people. I ask, Lord God, that they would get something good out of this, that they would get confirmation, that they would get encouragement, that they would get strength, and that they would get nourishment today in Jesus' name for every situation that they are going through, for the the giants that they are battling in their own land, for the promises that they are struggling to hang on to themselves. I ask that this word would encourage them today and that they would feel really pumped up after this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, got that out of the way. I'm glad that, um, my heart is glad. (laughs) You know that song, He Has Made Me Glad. Okay, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not a singer. Uh, But that song comes to mind. Also, Showers of Blessings. That song's been on my mind, that old song. Um, big things. So I have to backtrack a little bit to give you a little bit more insight into, to what this is really about. Um, and I'm going to go back pretty far. Okay. Years ago, before my husband passed away, the Lord began to deal with my heart and he began to show me uh, that he was going to take my husband on to be with him. And I didn't like that. I didn't know what to think about that. I had never heard of anybody ever going through anything like that. But I could see it. Um, you know, it, it was um, things we were going through. It was to the point with my husband where we had to have a supernatural healing. It was just like that. It was either we have to have a supernatural permanent solution here supernatural touch or he was going to go home to be with the Lord and I never would accept that ever and I was always praying always fasting always looking for that cure you know that natural thing that was going to do something or praying or whatever and so when I began to come into that understanding I was very broken and I went through it a lot and Um, You know, that part I keep to myself, it was a struggle of faith. I was very angry at God, really angry. I went through a lot of moodiness and a lot of, um, I was not a pleasant person to be around sometime during that time, and I kept it to myself, and God sent me a beautiful friend that I love dearly. Um, Her name's Mary Mosley. She's going to be listening to this podcast. A shout out to Mary Mosley, and uh, she's a great woman of God. Uh, she has a ministry, a women's ministry called Women of Worship that she holds in Houston, Texas. Um, she's one of my very best friends. And we became very close. And he sent her to me just specially to walk with me uh, through those down times, those times that I don't know how I would have made it through without her, that God does that. And 
he also showed me that somehow in the midst of this that was going to take place that afterwards there would be a new land there would be a new place there would be a new life and for me to imagine that you have to understand that my husband Vernon he was my everything he was my family he was my I always said it he was my my mother father my sister and my brother <laughs> that was how I described him my relationship with him to others he where he was was my home and I had been with him since I was t just turned 21 and um, moved into his childhood home when I was 22 and became the matron of his of his estate if you will you know at such a young age and I didn't know anything but my husband and so too if, if God had not given me a word, you know, the word of God tells us that without a vision, the people perish. Okay, what that means is without a vision, without a hope, without some kind of something to hope for for the future that God has given them, they, they perish, they dry up, okay? It was God that gave the vision. It was God that says, there's going to be life after this. There's going to be life again. And at a time that was very dry, that I could not imagine in my mind and that day came and went as you know and I talked about that on the last podcast and then he moved us to College Station Texas it was all by divine appointment we knew it was God um, I say we it was me and my old my younger son and my little girl Rosie my older son had already gone on and my daughter my older daughter and she didn't live with us at that time anymore and uh, but it was a divine thing. It was. It was. It felt like home, and uh, but it was. It was more like when we moved here. It was like a new adventure. Like okay, we're here. <laughs> what next, right? Like okay, we took those steps. Lord, I ventured out here. I left everything that was familiar to me, and I'm here. And he caused us to camp out, so to speak. And I've always said that term. I've always said that uh, we were camped out in our tent, renting, you know, in uh, College Station. And I've never felt led to buy anything here. I've looked at homes. I've, I'm a real estate agent. I've looked at stuff, considered stuff, figured stuff out in my mind. And nothing ever felt like it was right. There's just always something. It was like, no, no. And um, so, been here for almost four years, uh, since 2018, June of 2018. And um, God is up to some big things. And just recently, it began, some things began to develop. And this is what happens with us. This is for you, those of you who have a promise from the Lord. And you've been waiting, you've been wondering, you've been whatever, right? That promise will come to pass. God does not let his word fall to the ground. He's one with his word. God is not a man that he should lie. So if he's given you a promise, it's going to come to pass. It's just a matter of it being in his perfect time. And um, earlier this year, um, I uh, got a word from a man of God that I love very much. is my spiritual father, Brother Simons, Brother Mike Simons. And 
he prophesies a little bit here and there, but his specialty is laying on of hands and, and people getting healed in his ministry. Seen lots and lots of that, okay? And um, uh, he told me there was a big old door opening for me this, this year. I don't think he said it like that. I think it was, I see a big door opening for you. There's a big opportunity, big door. And I just smiled and I received that and believed it. I believed it, it, it you know? And um, I knew it was true. I just didn't know what it was. And uh, just took it with joy. You know, like, okay, yay. I, I, yes. <laughs> and um, all around this is all kind of happening all around the same time. The Lord speaks to me earlier this year and told me, sell everything that I had bought last year. This land that I had bought. He said, sell it all. And it was very, very plain. It all. It means don't keep one piece. And I was tempted to, you know, because in today's market, the real estate market, going to talk business for a second, land has gone higher than a cat's back, okay? And um, it's just getting snatched up off the market every time you turn around. I mean, you put your eyes on something and it's gone, you know? And not to mention the price is just jacked up. And it's been very frustrating for those of us who still want to own land. And that's just something that's in my own personal family culture. We're land people. We're country people, if you will. You know, um, my father taught me to value the land. It was something very special about land. And there's something very special about land in the Bible. Uh, the Bible is uh, just replete over and over again with different real estate transactions, actually. Lots of those. Jeremiah did a real estate transaction. I think it was with his nephew. I could be wrong on that, but um, there was there's lots of that, you know. Um, it's a good thing to have land. Land produces fruit. It produces uh, fruit and vegetables, and you can grow uh, animals on it. And it's, it's the earth that God created. It's very, very special. So it's just kind of something that's in my blood, I guess you will, um, that I grew up out in the country, out in the hill country of Central Texas, and my daddy still has that land, my mom and my daddy, and they raised cows on it, and he's old man Darty now out there. He outlived everybody. So he's out there and on his little farm and doing his thing, but um, so he told me to sell it all, and I did that. You have to be obedient. And I spoke earlier this year. The Lord gave me a word that this is the year of obedience. Hallelujah. And that lines up perfectly. Isn't God good? What is He is so amazing. That word lines up perfectly with this promised land story that he has put upon our lives in such an amazing way. And I began this journey um, towards this well, let me, before I skip ahead here, okay, um, before I skip ahead, I'm going to miss the story up, but I don't want to do that, because I do that. I hop all around, and I, 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 so many times I've got to apologize. I will get my verse numbers wrong. Uh, I will get, I will say I'm going to read out of a certain scripture, and I forget to read out of it, but y'all keep tuning in anyways. I guess you love me. You must be getting some good out of it, because, <laughs> uh, Oh, do make mistakes. So I don't want to mess the story up, but I'll tell you. So uh, this is the year of obedience. Um, and when God told those people to be obedient, he meant it. He was very serious about it. 
um, reading the first chapter of, of Joshua 1 will get your attention real quick. Like he was making it plain that he expected them to do what they were told. And you don't want to miss out on anything that God has for you. Uh, and you will miss out if you are not obedient. Also understand there is the grace of God. He understands uh, your humanness. Okay, so there's grace. He, he understands when you're you're doing your very best, you're trying. Okay, he's going to guide you. So be uh, un, in understanding of that. But obedience is important. Intentional obedience, making sure that you know what God has said to you and you're going to do that thing. Okay, because that is how they went into the promise. They didn't go in with disobedient hearts. And they had to be willing too. It wasn't just about obedience. It wasn't just about following the steps and then being uh, nonchalant or indifferent about wanting it. They had to be willing and obedient. Okay? So, and I got a word about willing too. Um, God can do a lot with willing. There's a lot of things that I'm about to be embark on. I have no earthly idea how to do them. It's the truth. I know nothing. But I'm willing. God can do something with willing. There might be something in your life right now that you're willing to do it. And you feel like that's what he's calling you to. But you don't have a clue. It might feel overwhelming. But know this. Uh, if you're willing... He'll figure it out with you. You'll figure it out. He'll help you. He'll give you witty ideas and solutions. Okay? Don't worry. One step at a time. There's an old saying, uh, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Who come up with that saying? I have no idea. But my daddy used to say that. But um, obedience. So I sold all that land. And then um, uh, the Lord, uh, I've been looking. Like, okay, Lord. Okay, and you know, sometimes we'll say things uh, very nonchalantly to each other, not realizing that God is going to use those very words later, and just feeling antsy, wanting to go out, and I'm ready for, I'm ready to put down roots, that's what I'm going to say, I'm ready to put down roots, I've been feeling that in my spirit, like, okay, I've been here long enough, I love this area, this is my new land, it's my new area, Where's my roots, Lord? I'm ready. And praying about it a lot. Me and my daughter, Rosie, we go out and look at a few couple pieces of land. Last weekend of April, I believe it was. And um, it might have been the first weekend of May, but I'm pretty sure it was the last weekend of April. And uh, neither one of them. Just, yeah, you know. And I come home and still in a good mood. And something come to my heart and I was just thinking you know the enemy will put those little doubts and I just spoke out loud and I said no Lord you didn't bring me this far to leave me to die in the wilderness so to speak you, you didn't bring me this far to just leave me sitting here okay renting from someone else for years and years you, you brought me here for a reason there's been a sequence of events here you're not done and I want to tell you something beautiful person listening to this podcast when you start talking faith like that when you start speaking like that okay because see the enemy is there to tempt you to get discouraged to tempt you to speak out against God okay and that flesh will okay that's what happened in the wilderness with the first generation their flesh was tempted they took the bait every time and they say God brought us here to die uh 
oh, I wish we could go back to Egypt where there's watermelons and cantaloupes and uh, we had everything we needed. But they were in the best place they could be because they were being supernaturally provided for by God himself. He was taking care of them. That was so beautiful to live like that. Do you know that some of the people actually wanted to go back to their slavery where life was easier? Mm, no, no, no. But anyway, you start speaking faith and God is going to move. He puts his words in your mouth. Amen. So we come back from looking at these two little pieces of land that weekend. And they were like, you know, 10 acres. I mean, I'd be thankful. That's a wonderful blessing. I'd love to have 10 acres, wouldn't you? You can do a lot with 10 acres. Um, they were littler, 10, 12 acres, you know, and, um, we didn't like them. We didn't like them. It's one thing or another. They just didn't feel like home or they just too far. And one of them was way out on a dirt road. I hate dirt roads. Now I'm a country girl. Grew up on a dirt road. That's probably why I don't like them. <laughs> the nostalgia on a dirt road rubs off real quick. All that dust gets up in your, um, ventilation system in your car and your car is always dusty and it's just I, I I'm not a dirt road girl I'd live on one but I, I really prefer you know paved roads and um it wouldn't have been so bad if it wasn't like four or five miles on a dirt road you know but anyways didn't like those properties and come home and we're just chilling in the living room and I looked at my little girl <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about that little girl of mine. She is a pioneer woman. She is ready for this, you know. I looked at her and I said, you know, maybe God didn't want us to just have 10 or 12 acres. Maybe he wants us to have 30 or 35 acres. How about that? You know, we laughed. We didn't think anything of it. And I've got to tell you something. By the end of that next weekend, her mother was in pursuit of a very large tract of land in which I will carve out a perfect 35 acres. And it started on May the 1st. God brought this property to me by supernatural divine appointment, by word of mouth. I didn't take it seriously at first because it was so much land that I thought, I can't touch that. I don't have the, the means. But see, that's how we think. We're all, all, the best of us will do it. They, we, we think, oh, that's beyond my natural means. But you have a supernatural provider. God will figure it out. If he put it on your heart, if you start talking to him about it, he'll give you witty ideas and solutions. He'll give you a way to figure it out. And that is what he started doing with me on May the 1st. And he started speaking to me about it. And I started getting ideas. And I started thinking, well, I can do this. I could work the deal this way. I could do this, that, and the other. And, oh, maybe all the possibilities. And, wow. And I started getting excited. Okay? Something that was way above me. Way above me. Okay, God picks the foolish things to confound the wise. He'll pick somebody like me to do something like this, okay, where nobody would have picked me. Nobody would have picked you. That's right. Okay, if you met me in person, you'd say, that girl there, she's too prissy. There's no way. That prissy city girl. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm a little bit of a hybrid kind of between a city girl and a country girl. I don't really know what I am. I've got one foot in the city and one in the country, so I blend in either way. But, um, 
Nobody would pick me. Some of you out there, nobody would pick you for the endeavor that you have, that God has put on your heart to do, the dreams that he has put on your heart to accomplish. It is important. Why is it important that you accomplish the things that the Lord has put on your heart? Huh? Well, I, I want to sidetrack for a second. For those of you who may not get this, you're going to get it. Why is it important to accomplish the things that the Lord has given you to accomplish? To conquer the lands, so to speak, that the Lord has given you to accomplish. Now, in my situation, it's a literal land. But land could symbolize all kinds of things. Okay? It could be some kind of form of ministry or some kind of uh, vision he's given you for some kind of whatever. I don't know. Okay? Um... Why is it important that you accomplish that? Well, you don't know the bigger picture. You think you do. It's important to God that you accomplish it because by your hand, he's going to bless many people. He's going to do many other things. And many people are going to be encouraged by your accomplishment and accomplished too for the kingdom of God. That's correct. Okay, we see these big ministries out there and um, some of them I don't care for. It's the truth. You've heard me talk about a couple of them. Some of them I have a great respect for, and I can see all over their ministry that God put his hand on that man, or he put his hand on that woman of God. I see them. Uh, Brother Ray Comfort and his group, I see that on their ministry. They are wonderful, sweet people, uh, wonderful men of God. Um, I see that on Brother Philip Blair's ministry with Torture Christ Ministries. A shout out to you, Philip Blair, if you're listening. Um, uh, so I see that. Um, how did they get there? They, it started with an idea. It started with a vision. And then they had the courage to say, well, this may be beyond my means, but I'm going to keep doing it. And as they went, God provided. And that's how you're going to get where he's telling you to go. Same thing with the people that went into the promised land. Okay? Remember that first group? Ten of them were knuckleheads. Complete knotheads. We can't do it. The giants are too big. That was enough for God. He has fed up at that point. He said, this people here will not enter in. Let it be out of their own mouth. It's important what you say out of your mouth. Watch your mouth, my love. Don't let things come forth from your mouth that are not of God. Okay, hallelujah. Because by their own mouth, they curse themselves. He said, okay, you've been saying you're going to die in the wilderness. I brought you out here to die. I'm going to let you go ahead and perish in the wilderness. But your children will enter in. Okay. Except Joshua and Caleb. They're going to go in. They're going to lead them in. Okay. Um, that's right. So, that's why it's important that we accomplish the things that the Lord has set our hand to. There's... There are things that he wants you to do in this earth. And he is going to help you. Don't be overwhelmed. He's going to help you. Hallelujah. So I made that comment to my daughter about the 30 and 35 acres. Very tongue in cheek. You know, you can't hardly touch 35 acres around this part of the countryside. I mean, it's just gotten like that. I mean, land is triple what it was 10 years ago. It's just crazy. And friends, I don't see any relief from it. So for those of you who are looking for land, pray for your land and God will bring you into it. Uh, everybody's moving to Texas. 
I'm talking real estate right now. People are moving left and they're coming over here like somebody turned the lights on in the kitchen. Uh, like roaches are just pu <laughs> they're pouring in here. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but I mean, they're, you know, they're, it's like they're coming to Texas kind of like a last beacon of freedom. And um, they're buying up Texas land. So it's been very frustrating. So I said that very tongue in cheek. Um, but I also said it in faith. And I will say that. Yes, I did say it in faith. I said, I, you know, you get to the point where you're like looking at stuff. You're like, everything's so outrageous. I, I don't know. It's just going to be God. I'm just going to give up. Seriously. You have to give up. You have to say, well, that gas is $6 a gallon. I don't know how I'm going to afford gas now. But, oh, well. I always have gas. God's going to provide. I am not going to worry about it. Right? And I, and, as, and I didn't say it in faith. And I said, he might give us 30, 35 acres. And that was a prophetic statement from, from my own mouth. And I didn't even know it. Okay. So he put me on this journey May the 1st. I put my offer in. I mailed my offer. Overnighted it. May the 2nd. They got it on May the 3rd. And um, here we go. And I want to tell you, it has been a journey, a draining, exhausting journey, fighting the giants in the land from that day. And I have had a battle with uh, nefarious, I would say nefarious uh, behaviors from the uh, um, other side of this transaction. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, sellers are absolutely sweet, wonderful people. But uh, without saying too much, all I can say is that that I finally got uh, my signed and confirmed and, and it's signed and sealed. That's all I'm going to say as of Sunday evening. Um, and it is a really officially done since yesterday afternoon. Um, it is... Um, uh, I have them tied up. That's all I'm going to say. I've got it in the sack, in other words. It's in the pipe. It's it's ready to go. The enemy did everything he could to stop it. Everything. I had to stand. I had to stand. And I'm going to tell you, I lived on the daily bread. And I'm fixing to share some of those testimonies and what happened there. But um, um, the Lord has opened a huge, big door in this situation. And... Um, his vision that the vision that he's given me is that you know in this last hour we as, as a people we're gonna have to be prepared and work together to help each other we are not we are going to have to let our pride go and we are going to have to be willing to receive from each other and we're also going to have to be willing to give we're going to have to be giving and receiving freely, being willing to truly help each other in the body of Christ because those days are coming. And he's giving me a vision of all of that and how he wants these big projects laid out. And I'm talking about big orchards, big gardens, um, uh, wheat even. That's something that came to me today through a friend um, that I would be growing wheat I don't know anything about growing wheat, okay? have no idea, you know? Uh, my friend told me, she said, you need to buy uh, wheat berries. I was like, wheat berries? What is this, some kind of health food? 
wheat berries are actually the seeds. I, I didn't even know that. So, but, but if you say to the, but I say to the Lord, I'm willing. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm willing. Okay. Um, having, having our own livestock, our own cattle, our own providence. Um, and he will make a way for all of that. He already is. And I want to tell you, so big projects uh, in my near future. And God is bringing it around also. Uh, he's going to be surrounding me is what he's showing me on this property with others that he is going to lead to that little, it's not little, but it's a, it's a big chunk of land that he's going to He's going to lead uh, his people there. Different ones. Uh, he's going to lead different people. I've been praying and I'm believing for that. So please stand with me on all of that. Okay, so uh, taking my journey from May the 1st up to today, today is my first day of rest. Okay, since then, I have been in a spiritual battle. And like I said, every day there has been the bread of God. Okay, his daily word, something he would drop in my spirit, something I would read in scripture something one of my friends and my brothers and my sisters would say to me that I knew had to be by the Holy Spirit because it confirmed something else. I mean, it's every day the Lord had to feed me in my own little journey here. And there were some days I got very discouraged, and I'm not going to lie about it. I mean, I just got flat out down and out, and I was just frustrated, even angry, just chewing nails, really frustrated, okay? Now, frustrated. I wasn't frustrated with the Lord. I knew He was on my side. It was I was frustrated with the way the enemy was bullying me around, and so it was a real battle emotionally. Um, so I took a walk out on the property, and I took a walk out on the property, and everything that I had envisioned for what I had planned is on this property. And um, decided to go ahead and take a look at it and thoroughly walk around. And I walked around into the forest. There's a big forest on there. There's a forest and there's lots of open fields, coastal grasses, big old tall trees, big old tall oak trees. Beautiful place. And I walked into the forest just along the edge of it. I didn't go all the way deep into it. It's about 11 acres of forest. And I walked into the edge of it and looked around. I was just awestruck with these trees. It's beautiful, tall. I mean, these things are like 60, 70, 80 foot tall trees. I mean, they're just beautiful and big ones, big around trees. I mean, it's a beautiful piece of land. And I'm just shocked. I'm just looking and looking out over everything. And there's a, a pond and everything. It's beautiful. And um, I go on about my way and going back home and uh the next day my daughter calls me my oldest daughter and she says um shout out to you brooke my my sweetheart and she calls me and she said i had a dream about you actually she texts me i don't lie uh it, she, she called me later but she texts me first and she says mama i dreamed you were walking through a forest and you were wearing this long dress and you were so happy and you were you were just like spinning around in the forest like you were just jumping up and down for joy in this forest and i was like oh my goodness because she she didn't know that she had no idea and i can tell you 
It's not every day I walk in a forest, especially a natural forest. The last time, I can't even remember the last time I walked in the woods, like the woods, woods where, you know, they're, you know, not like a park. Um, <laughs> it was not a coincidence. It was the Lord speaking to me and he does use dreams. Yes, he does. Um, and that reminds me of Joseph. I'm going to get to him. I have a little, I have a little word about him soon. Um, so that happened. I hung on to that. Um, I started keeping a journal of events because there were so many things going on at one time. Um, and these things happened like one, two, three, like all in succession and, and, and many other things too many to, to talk about here happened, which I've uh, put in what I call a chronicle, which is like a captain's log, um, a journal. The Lord told me to make that and to write it all out and write my day-to-day -day feelings and write all that in there because my grandchildren would read it one day. And so that's what I've been doing. I'm going to probably make a book out of it. I don't know that I'll ever publish it, but it's something for my kids. And I, I did. It helped me a lot. Uh, it was kind of like my own little walk around Jericho. Every day I would do that journal and uh, it would encourage me and it would remind me. Uh, remember I talked about on the last podcast how we have to allow God to remind us of the things he's already done so that we remember, yes, he, if he did that, he could surely do this, okay? And that, so it was a daily journey of reminding myself of all of the words that were coming. And the next thing that took place, which was really amazing, which I loved, oh my goodness, it encouraged my heart, oh my goodness, was my friend, Brother Vince Polite. I sure hope I said your name right, Vince. Uh, Brother Vince, shout out to you. He, he sent me a passage from Isaiah, and it just blew my mind. Because you know, of all of the passages in the Bible, there are there is Isaiah, and then there's Proverbs 1, which I love, Matthew 7. Um, there's all these different ones, right? And you have your ones, too, that God speaks to you through, okay? That he's taken you to, and then somebody confirmed it. You know, that's how God talks to us. This word is alive. I'm telling you, it's alive. And he has always, for many years, spoken to me out of Isaiah 54. And you know, the funniest thing, God saves tidbits. He'll have you pass over something, not notice it. And so he can take you back to it later when he's ready for you to see it. And he's ready, he's, when he's ready for it to jump off the page and grab you, he'll do that. And that's what he did through Brother Vince. And Brother Vince was in prayer, and he was just in general prayer, praying over God's people in this last hour, and uh, you know what God's plan was, and how He was going to take care of His people, and what was going to take place. And the Lord spoke to him and put this on his heart, and um, it was Isaiah chapter 54, two through five, and. You know what's funny is I never really paid that much attention to those verses. I always skipped over to, um, I read five some, and but I would usually start around five, four, five, and read on out there. I never noticed verses two and three all that much, okay? Because it wasn't time for those to jump up off the pages and grab me yet, okay? But I'm going to read it to you and what it says, and this is 
really exciting. And you'll know why I got so excited. It says, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither shalt thou be confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt not forget the shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. And I'm telling you, I grabbed hold of that one and I just I was so full of joy and I immediately responded to him and told him what it meant to me. It's loaded with so much that some of these things I had been praying in my own heart already. And when he says to enlarge the place of thy tent and uh, stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations, spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. He's talking about your living situation. He's talking about your habitation, your real estate, if you will. Yes, he is. He's talking about your abode. That is exactly what he is talking about here. And we are not wealthy the way the people of the world are wealthy. When we are blessed, we are, we, there is a difference between being blessed and just having money. Those are two different things. Many people today in the world, as you can see, have tons and loads and piles and oodles and gobs of money. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be bold enough to say this. Money is cheap. Now, it may not seem cheap, especially when you're, you're in a position you need some help. But it is. Money's everywhere. Money can be had. But the blessings of the Lord, that only comes from the Lord. And that's what's so precious. When he puts his blessing on you, when he puts his blessing, his blessing, it's thoroughly blessed all the way down to the core. Do you see what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Those are the ads, okay? And when he does those things, he doesn't have to do them. He just does it because he loves us. Hallelujah. And um, when we suffer, you're gonna, we suffer through. Yes, we do. We suffer through a lot of things on this earth. And you're not talking or listening to a woman today that doesn't understand what it is to do without. I have done, gone without many times. Got lots of stories of it. Um, even there were times before I met my husband that were very, very tough times. I just had to believe God through it. Even though I didn't really understand or know God back then, he was still, he had his eye on the sparrow how many of you out there remember those days where you weren't serving God yet, but he had plans for you long before you even knew? And he had his eye on the sparrow. He was keeping your feet from destruction even before you came down to your knees and repented. He's a good God. He's a good God. I hope you're getting some good out of this today. I know I sure am. So I wanted to... Um, I'm getting some good out of it. Yes, I am. You know, I love it when I start doing a podcast. I start talking. I start saying things I wasn't plan on, planning on saying. And um, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Um, so, I started this journey. Um, and you know, I started it 
there's two 21s here. Interesting. I'm trying to figure it out. But I started on May the 20th. I really started my journey in my heart on May the 1st. Okay. And um, so the 22nd, when this contract was executed, would be 21 days. Um, I made my offer on the 2nd. And I got the contracts back. The contracts left my hand literally on the 2nd of May and came back to, into my hand on the 23rd, which is exactly 21 days, which I find to be very beautiful and symbolic because the Lord has had me be doing 21 days of fasting every year for many years, many years. Um, it's amazing. And so... Fighting the giants in the land has worn me out. I have been just chilling out today, but God is up to some stuff. And this is just the beginning, my brothers and my sisters. I wouldn't be surprised if there was people that listen to this podcast that reached out to me that was looking for land. I've got pieces of land for sale that the Lord has told me to sell off. And I'm going to be building a little... Um, um, I'm going to be building out my 35 acres, and the Lord is going to give me wisdom and how to do that, and I know that He's going to surround me with people who have resources, and, and we could all help each other, and those things are going to come to pass, but what an amazing blessing. This was beyond anything that I'm capable of, okay, and the projects that He's asking me to do in the future, they're beyond what I'm capable of. But listen here. The Lord put Joseph on my heart this morning. And that's how I'm going to wrap this podcast up. So, he put Joseph on my heart. Because, you know, Joseph was very favored. We all know that. Okay, his father favored him. <clears throat> he had a coat of many colors. Well, what do we know about Joseph? He was a dreamer. He probably wasn't always real wise in how he shared his dreams because when he shared his dream with his brothers, they got really angry with him. <laughs> Not like that. So be careful who you share your dreams with, whether they be literal dreams or just dreams in your heart. Okay? Sometimes, you know, you need to watch that stuff. But Joseph, he was a visionary. Okay? Some of you listening today, you're a visionary. Okay? God's not finished with you. He was a dreamer. And God had hidden talents in him. Now, I'm not talking about hidden talents in context like the hidden talents in, in the New Testament. I'm talking about talents that were hidden inside of him that he didn't even know he had. Okay? He could have known that as a young boy. That he would have the talent and the intelligence to be able to manage a whole country's resources. That's what he did. Okay, but God used him like that, and it didn't start out good. He went to, into bondage first, went through trial and tribulation, went through all kinds of stuff, and then God raised him up in the end, and he ended up being the saving grace of the very people who hated him. Okay, it's a beautiful story. It's a story of forgiveness. It's a story of giving. It's a story of, of being uh, a good steward over the resources that God gives you. You get so much out of the story of Joseph. 
It's also a story about a man who had a, a, a wonderful gift of dreaming and dream interpretation. Dreams are very special. You have to watch out for them because the enemy can use dreams too, but God can speak through dreams. And dreams always need to be really prayed over. But he, he can speak to you that way, just like he spoke to Joseph. And God used Joseph to do big projects that were beyond his natural means. In other words, he, he made a way. You know, when he put Joseph in that position uh, and gave him that authority, um, Joseph was given, he gave him the talent to be able to manage large agricultural crops and and water resources and and different things like that and and wow you know um there are those of us that are called to that in this last hour okay yes there are everybody has a place everybody has a position everybody has a job okay while there may be somebody that's been called out to the nations to go do God's work in the nations, um, uh, God is already providing for that brother or that sister back home or wherever to provide the resources they're going to need in the future. Hallelujah. We will work together like coggles inside of a clock in this last hour, connected, intricately connected, like a beautiful uh, uh, web spun all throughout the world. Of, of connections in the body of Christ. And God is going to keep his hand upon his people. He's got uh, plans. And um, we're just going to trust him. Amen. All the way to the end. All the way to the end. Even if you lost your life. And you had to lay down your life for Christ. He would be with you. Even unto the end. Hallelujah. And so... I wanted to share that. And one more person I want to mention in this, last but not least, is my childhood friend, Crystal Ratliff Corley. A shout out to you. I love you very much. She's been my friend ever since I was 12 years old. I met her. <laughs> I met her on the school bus. It was school bus 11 when I was 12 and she was 11 years old. And we just kind of stuck together. <laughs> but she has been a powerful woman of God throughout this situation. And God's doing great things in her life. But she gave me a beautiful um, uh, word of a dream that she had one night. And she called me and told me. And it was so beautiful. And she said that um, in this dream there was so much fruit fruit we had these big wicker white baskets her and I both in this dream and that it was just they were filled with every kind of fruit you can imagine grapes plums peaches just everything you could imagine and then she saw this the word blessing okay um so there's lots of fruit and abundance coming out of the things and the places where God is sending you, where God is calling you to. Um, in this last hour, and even now, there is lots of things going on with food, which is prophetic in Revelations. There are lots of things going on. Baby formula shortages, things like there's. It's chaos. If you if you think we're not in the last days, 
you're just out of touch. We're here. Plagues. Monkey virus. Whatever that thing is. Um, uh, but don't you know that despite all odds, I don't care if your back is against the Red Sea, God will open the Red Sea. He'll open the Jordan River for you. Don't worry about it. He will make a way that's beyond your natural means. He will provide. Hallelujah. Just trust him. Hallelujah. But that word was so beautiful. I was so happy. And her and I were just rejoicing on the phone together talking about all the possibilities, all the things that could be done. <laughs> so, looks like Sister Heather's going to be a farmer. Wow. And uh, I've got other things I'm doing, you know, other means of um, making money with that land. I'm going to start a uh, wedding venue on it, build a little white chapel. And not only will it serve as a wedding venue, it'll also serve as a place of worship and for a gathering place for um, Bible studies and, and, and place for me to go and just pray sometime. And But it'll also be a resource there to fund other projects. There's so many things. God will show you what you can do to, that you can maximize everything he's given you, my love. Everything he's given you. All of your talents. Yes, he will. For some of you out there, you feel held back. You feel drugged down, maybe. You feel discouraged. You feel like you've been held back. Well, just be patient. God is going to show you. He knows the desire of your heart is to not bury your talents, but to use every resource you have and run this race with all your might, okay, until the day the Lord calls you home. I sure hope you got something good out of this. I talked a lot today. It's almost 53 minutes. There it goes. Thank you. If you are still hanging in here, um, uh, kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you for staying with me so long. I know I had a lot to say and I had a lot to share. And um, I ask that you would stand with me in prayer as I go into this next leg of the journey, which is to start to build out some of the projects that God has called me to put my hand to. I'm just one little woman, and these projects are way bigger than me. And um, my only husband is the Lord, so he will provide all things. I hope that you were inspired by this testimony. And um, one more little thing I wanted to, I have to, I have to, I can't, it's going to, I have to share this. I have to share this. Um, that same friend, uh, Crystal. Um, you know, she doesn't really have the Bible memorized and she won't be the, she'll be the first person to tell you that she does her best. You know, she does some stories. She does all right. But she said the Lord woke her up with Deuteronomy 8, 18. And I asked her, I said, do you even know what that says? And she said, I don't know what it says. He just said eight, Deuteronomy 8, 18. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, which actually worked in in my favor in this whole thing because it just went to just verify so much. And this is for you too. You out there that's listening today, you need to hear this. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And, um, oh, a long time ago when I was a little girl, the, my father 
had a word over me that I would do very well um, and that the Lord would do something through me similar to what's going on right now. And please understand, please, please understand, I hope and pray um, that you please don't misinterpret this podcast today as a boast upon myself. This is not anything to do with anything that I'm, I've done more or more special or anything more than anyone else. This is the grace and the mercy and the, the power of God that He fulfills His every promise to you. This is a boast upon the Lord that no matter what, where there seemeth no way, God will make a way where there seemeth no way. And he will do that with you in this last hour. Yes, he will. This is a very serious hour in which to live on this earth. I hope and pray that this, all of the collective different things that I have shared with you about the dreams and the words and the different things, and there's a lot more than that. I have it written on 57 pages. Um, There's so much. But just the very few things I've shared with you, that can't be anything but God. That's not done by the hands of human beings. That's done by God. And when God is making a story on your life, you're not going to be able to give credit or glory or take any credit for yourself. It's only going to be by God's grace and mercy. Hallelujah. And how much better of a way to live? How much better of a way to live what a great place to be able to plant your feet in a place or plant your feet in a position in which he has put you and say God has put me here there is a confidence and a strength that goes along with that that is like no other and that's what this second generation walked into they didn't just walk into land it wasn't just about land it's not about the stuff right go back and listen to other podcasts it was about being put and rooted in a position on the earth where God has used you as an example in front of hell to say, this is my people. I have put them here. I have planted them here. They shall not be moved because I am with them. Hallelujah. If this doesn't encourage your heart, I I just quit. I give up on the podcast. I quit the podcast. If this doesn't encourage your heart today, I don't know what else to do. I love every one of you, and I am grateful for you, and I'm thankful that you tune in, and I am so sorry that this thing drug out for so long today, but I hope you got some good out of it. And no matter what goes on, no matter how impossible things look, no matter how much bigger something is than you are, you have yourself a lovely day anyways, and go with your God.